It's another week of Talk About That with me, John, and my friend, Johnny. Yes, sir. Johnny, it's been a good, it's been a crazy week. I'm not going to lie. It has. And uh, let's just start out by saying me and you were both dead wrong about Tiger. <laughs> we both were, like, we both kind of put it out yeah. there. It's easy to vote for the field. Like, when you say Tiger versus the field, it's easy to be like, well, he's going to fade. He's, right. he's Even if you're really injuries. good, it's hard to win in golf every time. Yeah. It's really hard, and the people have gotten better, and they're not afraid of Tiger anymore, just like I said last week. And however, I was so happy. My flight was delayed in Minneapolis, so I was stuck in the airport for like six hours. But among those six hours was Tiger's, like, the last round. And so we got to watch it happen, and it was so cool. I was so moved by it. And uh, if you're rooting against Tiger, I got there's there's that problems with you. That's not about Tiger anymore to me. Like the people yeah. that were like, Bleh. they're still like holding him. I don't know why that made that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish this sandwich, and I'll tell you what I think. That person had food in their mouth. Oh dear. But you know what I'm saying? Like there's people who tweeted out uh, people saying it's a redemption story, but you know what he did was inexcusable. It's like okay, man, but come on. Yeah. I just feel like. Man, we've all... We only want to acknowledge everyone else's inexcusable sins. Right. Not our own. Man, to me, the the injuries alone, just coming back from the back surgeries and the knee surgeries, and his doctor said, uh, there was a story this week, said his doctor said he was the most surprised of anybody because Tiger, like six months ago, was in 24-7 pain. Wow. He said, I can't imagine how he's done this. So, pretty cool. Wow. That's awesome. um, Yeah, we were wrong. We blew it. Yeah. A lot of people did, though. There's a video Nike put out the next day. Did you see it? Of Tiger watching on an iPad all the prognostic. I can't even talk. (laughs) Prognostic. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're as sharp as a tack. All the uh, pundits, if you will. Oh, pundits. Is it pundit or pundit? Pundit. Pundit. But you said pundit, like a pendant. No, pundit. You said pundit again. You <laughs> said it again. Pundit. Pundit. There's so no the pundits, in the second half. The pundits of the and the prognosticators, John. If I may alliterate for you. Anyway, he's watching all these videos of Stephen A. Smith and everybody's saying, he's done. Tiger will never win a major again. He's done. It's too much. Just like we he, we could have been on that iPad run, but we're nobodies. Right. We didn't uh, make it. Wouldn't it have been awesome if we'd have made his iPad? You know what? I'm willing to say we were wrong. And Tiger, if you want to come on the show, we will t- gladly eat crow. We will let you admonish us faithfully. What happened to eat? Where did that come from, eat crow? Yeah, that's a great question, Johnny. Um, well, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. <laughs> so my buddy Aaron Willis went on tour with me a couple weeks ago. That's when we did the big run of the two shows in two different states in right. one night. And yeah. we made it, by the way. We did it. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. But you set your guitar up on one, on the, the first show stage, We right? had two and different you, guitars. I just showed up. Did you borrow mine? No. You used Aaron's. I used one of mine. I used what's called a silent guitar. I used a Yamaha silent okay, guitar. You tried to borrow my guitar and you had two guitars the whole time? Yeah. Oh I wanted goodness. I wanted a more traditional acoustic. What a what a, what a uh, just total diva move. I know. Oh, excuse me. I have these hanging in my studio. But <laughs> now I borrow yours. It's just like bar. It's like stealing from a poor man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I have one guitar that I love. One guitar that brings me happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, so we did. We pulled it off. But Aaron was with me, so he's a big like learner. He loves. He loves like facts of where did the where does eating crow come from, for instance. So right. he tells starts telling me this story. And I'm gonna get it wrong. But basically well, I like it already. But basically in France there's this guy who invented a way to computerize he invented a computerized system based on cards and holes in these cards 
but it was a loom system to make fabric in a quicker way. Jackard, remember on you know, Jackard throws, Jackward, Jack, I don't know how you pronounce it, but Jackard throws in like a, like a loom done quilt. So he f- invented this way to do this, right? And because of it, it was revolutionizing this, this uh, textile industry, fabric mm-hmm. industry. And, but these other people were running, he was running them out of business basically with his new weird card system. And it was basically the early form of a computer. Yeah. So the, uh, the people were angry. They came to his factory and they took off their shoes and they threw them into his press to, to get to grind up the gears to slow it down. And, uh, is it French? Anyway, the, the word for shoe is Sabo. And that's where we get the word sabotage. Because they literally sabotaged him with their shoes. And I told the story wrong, but look it up. I should have looked it up. Does Taj mean throw? Maybe. Like shoe throw. Shoe throw. I don't know, but that's where we get that. And so uh, the real story is probably way more interesting, and I probably messed it up. But I know that it's Sabo and that they threw the shoes, and it was he made these quilts. But You know, this is usually the moment in time. I would have normally shared a story like that, and you would have a punchline right here. No. I'm, <laughs> I can't. I'm, <laughs> sorry. I'm only a humorist. I don't do comedy. So remember when the guy threw his shoes at President Bush? I do. But what, if, what if that was like a thing? That was technically sabotage. It was. He was sabotaging the president. Man. So remember the old video we he did? He ducked, though. You remember that when he ducked? And he, threw his, and he just threw his shoe back. No. No, he didn't do that. President. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. Like, that. that's like uh, Andrew Jackson, the guy came up yeah. to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And he his gun malfunctioned, and Andrew Jackson took his cane and just beat the ever-loving snot wow. out of the guy. Oh, okay. yeah. Jackson's not someone you mess with. Let's not forget he was, like, a, a general who fought and Man. killed a lot of people. Sorry, Prez Jackson. Like, Jackson really took the guy down. Of course, Theodore Roosevelt got shot and went through his speech. And the speech was so long, it impeded the bullet. It, it impeded it, but he still had a bullet in him. Right. He was bleeding. But he gave the speech. For an hour, until wow. they, they basically forced him off the stage to go Dude, to Dude, he had the soul of a preacher. That guy, didn't if he? If you, I mean, if you've never seen that Roosevelt thing on History Channel, it's a Ken Burns thing. I mean, what's it called? Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. But it's about Franklin, Theodore, and Eleanor. So oh, I thought you were saying Alvin, Alvin, <laughs> and Simon. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, but it, the, the whole connection between Theodore and Franklin and all. Anyway, I, I love, I love. I love those kinds of things where you know that people did things where it comes from. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's the thing is like uh, the president was a tough guy back then. It was important to be strong. Like strong leader meant strong person. It just mean like you carry a strong presence. It was like, no, I can, you can shoot me and I'm going to give a speech. And he just did it out of stubbornness, yeah. Yeah. And, well, of course, that's what made Franklin such a big deal was him. And and that's what I learned about that. I always assumed that he – lost his ability to walk while in office, but that's not true. Like he had polio long before that and basically did all of this, uh, ran for president as a disabled person, Yeah, which unheard of, really you can't, you can't think of anyone. he took steps to hide it, right? Didn't he do things to like. He, well, so they did, they devised a like system, this metal brace yeah. That he could lock in and it would hold him up. He, he had it custom made, but it was the most painful because it's digging into his flesh and yeah. stuff basically to hold him. He didn't have the muscles, so he's, he would stand there just in pain. So a lot of these famous speeches, yeah. 
that he's delivering. Like, but the behind the scenes is, is as he's doing that in that tone to reassure the nation, the guy is in excruciating pain because he, he wants to have, he wants to bring confidence to the American people yeah. by standing there for an hour as this metal's just digging into him. Like, it's just a fascinating, like this. So you talk about uh, strength. Yeah. I mean, it's a different kind of strength, you know, it, but what it did to him. Remember the old speech, uh, when Khrushchev said, we will bury you and he slammed his shoe down on the thing. Yeah. Uh, they're in the cold war. Uh, Billy Crystal used to do this thing. He would do a, he did a show called, uh, men not trained to Moscow. And it was the first comedy special ever done by an American in the Soviet union. Wow. He did like the first 10 minutes of it in Russian. It's a very cool special. It's like, does Billy Crystal speak Russian? He'd learned wow. 1985. It was like the perestroika area era. So it was like, uh, Gorbachev's in power now. And we're trying to, you know, the walls, I think had just come down. It was like 88. So it's like this new era is being swept in. And so he comes in to do this special. But it was the first foreigner, the first Westerner to be over there doing this kind of a thing. So it's this theater of people who speak English, but they're Russian. They're educated Russians who yeah. are bilingual. But he does the first like 10 minutes in Russian. But then he talks about how the Cold War is over. And he's so glad because he feels like a lot of it was just bad interpreters. <laughs> and then he says, when Khrushchev banged his shoe on the table and said, we will bury you. That's not what he said. He said, these are not my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> So great. Let's see. Anyway, I, he ended the Cold War. Billy Crystal wow. with comedy. Can you wow. believe it? Yeah. It hard. wasn't, you know, tear down this wall, Mr. Gorbachev. It was Billy Crystal. These that's, are not my shoes. That's so funny. Comedy I thought comedians. it was Rocky Four that did it. But oh, if I can change and you can change. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone. We can all change. Yeah. Um, you know, when I heard a quote the other day that you used to quote that I realized is a Steve Martin quote. Oh, but who I did think, I say it was? I think you never, you never said, it, said was it was you. said it was FDR. You didn't say it was you, <laughs> but it's the whole, uh, before you criticize someone, you should walk a mile in their shoes. Oh, right. So that way, when you criticize them, you'll be a mile away right. and you'll have their shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You used to say that. We were like in college yeah. and you said that and it just cracked me up so much. I, yeah. You know, but I'm not sure back then you told me it was Steve Martin. I think you may have just let yourself be funny. Really? But that's okay because that doesn't sound like that's it. how it works. I mean, that's how, how do you separate? Right. I mean, obviously you would never hack somebody straight. Well, like no, that, it's but, more important now for sure. Like I, I always try to give credit if I'm saying something that's, you know, because now all my friends are comedians and they'll be like, that's whatever. Right. That's not yours. But if you're ever like at a dinner party, which I'm sure you go to those all the time. Tons of dinner parties. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it's not a, you're not getting paid to be there. Oh, maybe you, I have, you might. Maybe, I, maybe I've got my own lines at this point, John. Maybe like the presentation for your bronze award. You know what I'm saying? You're just hanging out with people. Are we on this again? Just being funny. There was no presentation, John. I got a certificate mailed to me. In a, a plastic frame, we a talked dot about dot matrix this. printer. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, it had the little tearaway still on there. I had to tear away the little perforated strips. What were those things we used to do in school that were the purple printing? What did you call those? Carbon paper? Is that what they called oh, it? Oh, a ditto paper? Yeah, something like that. Remember, it smelled so good. What was it? Kids are all getting high. I was going to say. They're like, say no to drugs, kids. We're all getting our <laughs> hand nails. Gosh, I think I'm failing this one. <laughs> Sadie's doing standardized testing as we speak. Oh my gosh! This week, and uh, I just, I just, Laura and I both naturally kind of did well on standardized testing. Not on speaking, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> can someone bring me a bubble sheet so I can say what I want to say? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I noticed that kids just my kid like it's not like she cares as much about yeah. It. 
I don't know. I think I had a people pleasing thing going on and wanted to, you know, I want to conquer this and all that. And, yeah. And she wants to do well. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to do, how about this? She doesn't want to, she, she does not want to do poorly. Okay. But does that mean she wants to do well badly? Like, you know, she wants to do well a, badly. badly. Okay. Badly's. <laughs> how did you do on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in when I was a youth leader in your youth group. We had a kid, and he was getting ready to take uh, the SAT or the ACT, and he was talking about it, and he was kind of complaining. He was like, "Well, these things are racially biased," and I said, "Yeah, towards white people, you've got the advantage here." <laughs> what are you like doing? I, <laughs> he was like complaining they were culturally biased. I was like, "Yeah, if they're culturally biased, it's your favor." I had a friend at high school who was a National Merit Scholar. Uh, like made a 35, 34, like really, really, you know, not out of 100, Johnny, wow. uh, out of 36 okay. in ACT. And what did he, you make, by the way? It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't wanna, back then, people make people make what I made back then all the time now. Like it's not a big what deal. Made, back then it was a big deal. Yeah. It doesn't matter, Johnny. It sounds like I'm bragging about my score. No. Did you take the ACT? No. Never took it. You didn't even take it. No. So we can't have that. So we can't have something issue between us. All but over. you're already a silver winner. I'm a bronze winner. So, Johnny, you're 18 always, times more accomplished than me. Like, you literally us. make a good living at your art every day. You know what I'm saying? I, I have want to say, I don't like, give these people the impression sorry, you make, that I don't need your donations and prayers no, we and need cards your and letters. And prayers. No, I mean, listen, you can't compare. Besides, I'm a prose writer and you're a comedian. Like, there's just. You mean prose like you're a pro? No, no, P R O S E. Oh, so. prose like <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I made a thirty, but okay, a thirty, wow. a thirty back then was like that. That's the threshold. If you can get to a thirty, that's for scholarships and stuff, you know. So, but people, that's where make, the world opens up to you. Seventh like graders make thirties now. Like, you know, it's, it's not. A, I mean, I don't know. Maybe who are these seventh graders? I don't know. But, I just, I just, I don't know. Sandra, so, who were you? What were you saying? Your person made a thirty. What? Thirty-five. He made a thirty-four, thirty-five. He theorized. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to know what you could like. So, so it was a really fascinating theory. So the, you don't leave, you shouldn't leave. We say answers blank. Yeah. You, you might not always have time. Right. And so he's like, so if I get to the end of this math section and there are 10 questions and I have 10 seconds. So this is a really fascinating theory. I used to teach this in my ACT prep course yeah. of what we would do. Like you could just start guessing randomly. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to guess a here and D here and B here and C here. And he said, and, and, you could miss them all yeah, randomly, or you could get them all right randomly. But we know a certain percentage of those 10 are going to be B. Yeah. And you get basically the way it was scored was you get a point for getting it right, but you get like a quarter point off for getting it wrong. And so the question was leave it blank versus take yeah. the chance. And so we would always advise kids. Just hit B all the way down. Yeah, if you have a bunch left. I always heard C. Yeah, B or C, one yeah. or the other is going to, you know, and I just wonder, I want. it's just fascinating the statistics, but you're going, that particular process, I'm not sure that, that we're really evaluating anything about your yeah. college readiness by how we taught you how to guess. You know, like I, yeah. I think that there's a lot, and, and they've done a lot. You can do verbal testing and other things, but standardized testing, this just... I had a, I didn't actually write the book. I wrote a booklet for a guy uh, out of Colorado, and they I had to go to educational conferences and stuff, and they were talking about um, the history of educate. Like he did the whole history. I, I think it was in Germany of kindergarten and what it was and yeah. how revolutionary it was uh -huh. to because uh, public schooling wasn't like a thing. 
Yeah. Everything. And, and so when it became like this, this standardized thing and then how it moved in the 20th century and us, the standardization, the, the industrial revolution application of education to people, this one size fits all, you know, we're, we've been trying to unravel that now. Like it's necessary in some ways that we have standards and all of those things. But as an educator, it still is fascinating to me that I know that my kid is unique sitting in there today, Yeah, but she's not taking a unique test. You know, that in this test, depending upon her ability to take tests or where she is in her maturity, this test is going to be maybe too important, you know, mm-hmm. to what, ha- not now in fourth grade, but as, as you grow, it's going to be really, really important, especially if you get to ACT and high school and all those things. And so if you're good at that, great, you know, but man, if you're not, or if there are other ways to measure, you know, what you're going to do for college readiness or for, you know, it's just interesting to me placing a standard across everybody that everybody's not, um, necessarily attuned to in the same way their their efficient places may be not measurable by that particular assessment That's why i didn't take it john i stand Dude. in protest of this test nice it's a pro like you're a protest i'm anti-test that was my protest so you, like was a <laughs> That's i'm anti-probiotics is that a <laughs> I believe. I just want biotics. Like, why just the pro or the anti? Just, can I just or have bionics? That'd be something. Oh, that's, isn't like that that book those, by L. Ron Hubbard? No, that's Dianetics. Oh, I thought no, that's, that's what you had whenever you... <laughs> when you're trying to lose a lot of water weight. trying to lose water. No, that's <laughs> diuretics. No, no, no. I thought that's what you had when your blood sugar spiked. No, that's, a, that's diabetics. Diabetics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we, went, we went four deep. That's on that fine. One. Who's on first? So, um... I'm finding myself being a little forgetful this week, and I hesitate to say this because my wife's going to listen. Yeah, you said you left the car in gear. Listen, just for a second. So I was. So I have. I have two cars at the church right now. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I have a truck and a car. Uh-huh. My truck is 22 years old. My car is 19 years old. This is. What does this have to do with you leaving? So people don't gear? think I have multiple cars just because I'm like some rich guy. Like I'm driving old beaters. I like them. I have a, I have a, I have a 1996 Toyota T100 that Boom. I love. It's a great truck. And then I have a 2000 Acura Integra, like little five-speed. That's my go-to my go to Nashville car. You know, it's great gas mileage in my truck. I'm running around dumping trash and stuff all day long. So that's what I do, dump trash. And so... When you leave the car in gear. I picked up Sadie from school in the truck, and we needed to go home, but she left her phone that morning in the car. So I stopped by the church. Well, first of all, your daughter has a phone? We've talked about this. She has a phone already? Like a smartphone? We talked about this. I don't think we have. We did. I didn't judge you for it? Oh, you did hard. Oh, my God. Go back like 15 episodes. This is way too soon to have a phone, bro. She has a phone with limitations. Oh, boy. Because of uh, volleyball, mainly, is the main reason. Oh, right. Volleyball. You can't play phone without a volleyball. Wait. You can't play. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, man. It's a game podcast. You can't play team sports without a phone. Everybody knows that. You can't play phone without volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) What's Johnny on? Ditto paper. He's been sniffing the ditto paper. He's doing the dit. Mimeograph. Mimeograph. That's what it was, something like that. Anyway, it was like a, it, it, you could, the, the stuff they would put in the fluid, the mimeograph fluid was like pure paint thinner <laughs> and you could huff this stuff. And so it would still be on the pages when you'd get them at your desk. Anyway, go and ahead. And your hands would get all purple. And, and then remember the stuff they would sprinkle on the vomit when a kid would vomit in class? Yes, it, it was smelled like, worse it than the vomit. Like, it looked like kitty litter. It's like, uh, yeah. 
You know what it looked like is the stuff that you that you pour in your garage for oil spills. Mm, Todd Berry used to have a bit about it. Comedian, he would say like it was like the vomit fairy would come in. <laughs> Don't be alarmed, children. He'd sprinkle the fairy dust. <laughs> I'm the vomit fairy. It's so gross. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, so anywho, I pull my truck up just right behind my car. Right now, my car is a stick shift, and my truck is an automatic. Mm-hmm. So I'm switching between these vehicles a lot right now, and so I just pulled up, and for a second, you know. I just left the car. I left the truck and and drive. I yeah. mean, you know, and stepped out. I mean, before I could step out, I felt it moving, so I literally jumped right back in and stopped it. You know, but I was like, oh my goodness, I, you know, and so of course Sadie was. She was like, what would have happened if would have kept going? I would have this airbag would have clobbered me, is what she said. I was like, honey, we were moving at like point zero 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 one, and it would have just hit this curb. Like Plus it, the volleyball training, she should be ready for like an object like that coming at her face. You know. Right. Well, I don't think you can return an airbag. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think there is an airbag, by the way, in my truck on that side. Oh, no. That'd be bad. Anyway. uh, And then... Safety first. (laughs) And then, so I had a... I went to work at Longhorn. I needed to write on some things this week uh, because I did a funeral last night. Uh, Oh, man. Family that we love so much. A 36-year-old mom um, who's been fighting cancer. She had... Melanoma, oddly enough, that spread and metastasized, and uh, she's been fighting it for years and years. And they, you know, they have a like a middle schooler and like a ten year old and like a three year old, and and just wonderful people. Yeah. And and she she passed away, and so we've been you know serving the family and working the family. And so I was writing on some of the the message for that last night. You know, I was at Longhorn and I left, and I guess I just so I went back yesterday to get my card. I left my card my credit card there i realized it but i was away off doing other things i couldn't get it till yesterday i walk in there and the guy the manager brings like well not only did you leave it you didn't even sign your ticket or anything oh, like, i didn't leave a tip i didn't sign it and they so we, we had a good laugh so i'm thinking well those two things you know did just, you feel obligated to leave a bigger tip because of i the did leave camp? a bigger tip wow. yeah yeah and so now today I go and meet with someone this morning at IHOP, and I stick my bag underneath the table when he gets there, because I worked there before he got there. Yeah. And I leave to go to a lunch meeting before we came here, and I get back to the church after my lunch meeting, and I left my bag at IHOP. I walk in, and they're like, hey, look what you left. They know me over there. So, I don't know, Johnny. Something It's forgetful. Yeah. It's Easter week. You know my big biggest week. You know my biggest one. Well, you've, I forgot a lot of things, but this happened on tour uh, two years ago. I was telling my brother this. He couldn't believe it. So, I did a show. We're running late. Flight was delayed into Dallas, Texas. I was doing a summer camp. So these kids are all waiting in the gym. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. Pull up. Was Curry with you? Curry's with yeah. me. We pull up to this space. They wave us into this gravel parking lot at this camp. A bunch of cabins around in this gym, big metal building. We run up this grass hill. I throw the car in park, you know, run up this grass hill with our bags, do the show. I'll, wa- I'll walk in the room. They say, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny W., I'll walk on stage from the door. Like the light floods in as me open the door, and I'll walk on stage from that front door. It's I was, like an 80s movie. It was crazy. It was like they were stalling until they saw me, and they were just like, well, he's ready. So I walk in with my guitar in my hand, and we plug it in and do a quick check on stage. That's how behind we were. Finished the show, sold merch, did all the whole thing, and then I can't find my keys. I'm like, oh, the keys. I know. I mean, there's. I don't know where they are. I have no idea. I'm like, we've dropped. I said, I bet you I dropped them on the way in the hurry because we're rolling these big bags up the hill. So now I was like, we got to go pour through the grass. We're on our hands and knees looking in the grass, walking down towards the car. Then we get close to the car. I hear the car. The car is still <laughs> running. I did a one-hour show. Probably you didn't was, lock the doors. No. Okay, good. Yeah, didn't lock the doors. But just like any dumb 14-year-old kid that wanted to go on a joyride that day. Yeah. 
could have had the time of his life with my rental car. Wow. And when they didn't. And uh, that was the dumbest thing. We just were like, what? Wow. And luckily, it was like we got good gas mileage, I guess, because it was still had plenty of gas. Just sitting uh, there idling. This is an advertisement for Chevy Impala. Mm. Mm, Chevy. What is the Pella. what is the Chevy what's the Chevy thing now? Find the roads, isn't that it? Is it, it used to be the heartbeat of America? Remember that? Yeah, that was like the eighties. Yeah, I think it's find new roads. Yeah, find, find new roads. <laughs> we need a we need a catchphrase. We do. You know what I'm saying? Talk about that. Well, that's kind of a catchphrase on its own. Talk about that. Talk about <laughs> that. We <laughs> just say it slower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, That's we're doing. Funny. We did a video today. It's a promotional because I'm doing these tour dates coming up, and so we're trying to promote them. And they're ticketed events with compassion. I'm very excited about them. But now we're trying to promote them, and it's like, so the video is going to be about me trying to talk to per- the person making the video about what we can't afford to do. <laughs> so it's very kind of meta. Yeah, you know, like well, we can do that, you know. And then we get to the end, and it's like just the tour dates on a dry erase board. Nice. So. <clears throat> That's what we can afford. What in the world's that? We'll edit that out. I'll cut that out at 25. Jeez Louise, John. Wow, I just... You got typhoid? <laughs> Man, That's when the fever took John. <laughs> a rough, rough week. It has. Uh, but you're hanging in. What were the things that you said you couldn't afford in the video? Well, you'll have to see when the video comes out. Is it gonna like? Is this like a national video? You can't really. Yeah, it'll be a national. It'll be on my Facebook and it'll be promoted. Isn't it funny that we can call anything we want national now? International. Yeah, it's, all, it's all national. Because yeah, yeah, it's actually international. I'm international. I've done. I've done Canadian shows. So I'm internationally uh, wow. touring. And I may not be internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. Was it? Is that Rob Bass? Rob Bass. There you go. Wow. <laughs> wow, there's a lot happening up in here. There is. So this is Easter week, bro. It is Easter this is week. Super, this is our Super Bowl, if you're in church world. Yeah. That's what they used to say when I was on church stuff. Guys, this is our Super Bowl. Yeah. Did we say that here? We were on church You stuff. may have said it. I don't we may have we said it. I think we did. We kind of let the Super Bowl be our Super Bowl. That's true. We did the Super Bowl right. parties. Yeah. Which has to be funny. Guys, it's Super Bowl week. Guys, this is, this our, is our Super Bowl. Remember I said that one time when I, I used to do announcements at the church, and I would say, these are the sermon series that are not coming up and I would make up sermon series ideas and one of them was uh, David and David and Goliath a real David and Goliath story <laughs> it, got, it got me it got zero laughs I don't know why nobody what is got wrong it. with people oh, I got it dumb. I don't oh know. my goodness I wasn't appreciated here that's why I moved on <sighs> no but the Super Bowl kind of wasn't but I'm saying people always say that like when you said Easter we say Christmas like this is it guys yeah forever going to make an impact in our community. Because there's people that just come on Easter and, and Christmas. That's what we mean. We call them creasters. Cre- that's what we used to call them here. Creasters. Creasters. And if you see them at, at Christmas, it's like, where the heck you been since it's Easter? Easter. See them at Easter. Where the heck you been since Christmas? You know what? I, I told the staff this week, I was like, guys, you know, really in our traditions, we're not really the kind of church that's going to triple in attendance on Easter. No. Like, I know, like, Catholic churches, you know, maybe more liturgical churches, like, it's just not been our pattern the last few years. We used to really have a lot more. Yeah. We'll have people here where their families are here and other, other, other kinds of things like that. But people are certainly home on the weekend. Yeah. There's lots of people who travel a lot. I mean, there's sports tournaments and work and other stuff. But it'll be fun. It'll be a fun day. Um, we did a kind of a unique thing. Of course, this will air after Easter. But on Palm Sunday, we're, we've been toying with the idea of uh, Andrew and I both 
delivering messages almost like we don't say this on Sunday, but like a TED talk style. So like I did 18 minutes on uh, Sunday morning about the triumphant entry. And so I taught on that for a few minutes and and, and then closed it up and pitched into everybody greeting. And then he came back because we're in the book of John and did John 14, which is also part of the same story. So it all works for Easter. So we're going to do something similar this week, I think, again, kind of multiple looks. And we had more people like we had uh, one of our young adults from the porch uh, satellite that we do. She opened up the day like we had a song and she came and welcomed everybody. So we're trying to like really pass off more to our members and, and deacons and elders and everyone else, like the ownership of the service more um, yeah. and do some things that are, that are a little different. So it'll be a fun day. Be a lot that's of fun. good. We talked about that before. Like that's where I think healthier churches are starting to look at that thing of like, when we have it, all of the teaching and all of the personality of the church based around one person, it's like this recipe for disaster. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if it's always that way, but it's like accountability drops because it's like, well, now we've built this person up. We have to just go with it. And so that person starts feeling like, well, I've got a really long leash here. And then it just, yeah. So I think it's interesting. You guys are doing more things. They're like tag team this and let's put other people on stage. Uh, Well, now I often, even on a day I'm speaking, I generally will serve somewhere on the worship team. mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, I'm just one of the people on the worship team, Um, you know, depending on what we have and or what we need that day. Um, I love working in the nursery. Like if I, I never, I hardly ever get to go down there, but like, I love that. I wish I could go work in children some, but serve in other places because I mean, it, the, the diversity and the variety of it and being with other people and what they're doing in the church yeah. is, is so much fun. I think in, in these years, I'm realizing the value. What's the of nursery that. system here? You guys have the stickers, right? Do you put the numbers on the screen? Like if your kids being the devil downstairs? No, we've is done that code? before. Like we six five up. is the kid's number, and we then just... the code is like has vomited. <laughs> you know, like they have a little cheat sheet. <laughs> <laughs> has bitten another child is like three. It's like a police code. Yeah. Like a, uh, <laughs> no, we usually just come and get their parent if you know because we're, we're we're of a size that we can do that. You know. How do you maybe. find the parent if it's a new person? The, person who, the person who checked them in would know who they are. Like we, we do, our check-in team does a great job. Does the parent of, have a sticker they wear, and then you just they have a sticker with them. They're holding it. They have the receipt. So they have the receipt. <laughs> That's your joke. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah. They, they come back down. They don't have it, and I'm like, well, without the receipt, the best I can do is store credit, <laughs> and then we let them pick out a child of equal or lesser value. <laughs> Uh, and then it gets real dark and mean. Oh, then I say, yeah, we give out so many redheads. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's really hateful. It's very hateful. And then you tell them it's hateful. I do. I say it's really mean. Yeah. But they come with sunblock. So if you get a redhead, it comes with a free. <laughs> but. No, I'm very excited about Easter. I saw – it's interesting. Interesting. I saw on Twitter sort of a little war erupt. A, a pretty well-known pastor tweeted out like, hey, you know, Easter Sunday, we're going to have a hel- – you know, the big thing right now is helicopter egg drops. Yeah, I'm assuming Which that seems like that could hurt people, right? I don't know if they mean a drone or a real helicopter. Oh, I don't know. That's a good point. Um, but if they're bringing a real helicopter, that's quite the wow. It's a lot of and I'm wondering how heavy the eggs. People are. are wearing like their nicest outfits. They had their hair done. They're at least getting their hair blown to smithereens. Surely, if it's a real helicopter, like it would suck all the eggs up into the. Oh, I don't know. How, just like you know, is that how centrifugal force works? Well, I mean, wouldn't it blow down? It's probably blowing down because that's how the helicopter works. <laughs> 
But there's other gusts if, of wind. If there was another, but if there was another helicopter above them dropping eggs, <laughs> yes, they would be pulled into the blades, John. <laughs> so that's why we don't do double tiered helicopter egg drops. That's why we canceled that after last Easter. <laughs> <laughs> we're, so, we're having we're, double helicopter man. drop. Now, what did you score on your ACT again? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where my phone, my keys, what gear I'm in. My uh, you bag, don't know, I don't know how what day it is. egg drops work. It has been, and the week is not letting up yet. Like, I'm in it, and I'm having a great time. Okay. But I'm a little tired. At any rate... The guy said, we're going to have a helicopter egg drop. Right. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt. We're mm-hmm. going to have uh, the Easter bunny for photos. And he said, and I look forward to sharing a message with you. Yeah. And this guy I follow, who's like an author, like just lit him up. Yeah, he was came like, back. He was like, oh, hey, hey yeah. And, and also we have a risen savior. Yeah. Like it was a very much like a, you know, and people I think just started pouncing and, on each other in it. And, and I read some of the thread. And the guy who had said that, and, and I kind of thought it was a little like, hey, you didn't really give any context. You were snarky. So yeah. you're, you should expect snark in return, yeah. probably. Like, he kind of said, hey, I'm not trying to just take a pot shot. And he's, he kind of gives his history. Like, and, he, and he talks about the research into what is known today as the attractional church yeah. movement. And we see it a lot in evangelical, evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. Late 70s, early 90s is really where these things, you know, kind of blossomed. Um you and I certainly, I think, came out of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, late '90s. It was certainly something we were we were wrestling yeah. with. Whatever so, you got to do to get people in the door. Exactly. Like, you know, that's it's the we, we always laugh at the power team, the people who break yeah. the you know, it, you know. But power team at least is doing that as parachurch. Like they're not they're not a church. Yeah. But basically, churches that um, are are having programs or having other things that attract uh, above, and and I think that that like. It's just a, such an interesting topic to me because I have zero against it. Like I don't like I don't mind the guy saying we're going to do nice things for kids today. Yeah, you know, and I'm also excited to share. Like I think there's wisdom. I don't think social media is a true conversation. I just don't. And and if he was going to drop a you know Christianese language into that tweet, uh, then yes, it could make someone who's an unbeliever be not. Uh, find themselves not approaching whatever it is you're going to do that day. But the flip side is, is the church has become at times so attractional that we don't actually ever say anything about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, like we hide Jesus as our, we, we, you know, we call that, that the turn or it's a bait and switch kind of thing. And it's very, it, it, it's something people are very suspicious of, yeah. well, you know, like as if, and, and, and you know, I'm on a mission. I've said it many, many times before. I'm going to say it again for a come to Jesus meeting to stop being a negative thing. Yeah. Why in the world is that such a negative thing? That proves the impression that we have about talking about Jesus has to be weird. It's one of the reasons by the way we started this podcast. Like we're two friends who have a lot of fun and we yeah. sit, we, this is just like what we would do if we were sitting at Cheddar's right now. We're going to sit and we're going to talk. We're going to share life and stories. And we're going to usually end up talking about Jesus somewhere yeah. in there. We're going to talk about the stuff we're struggling with and, and what we're seeing. And like that's that and I'm not holding us up as good examples of that. I'm just saying like that, that shouldn't be so abnormal yeah. in the culture that if, when it's time to talk about the things of Jesus, suddenly we can't have fun. Suddenly uh, it has to be all serious. It's like it, it, people don't want to come to Jesus yeah. because we've, we've made this an unapproachable thing. But you know, so for me, I'm in that, I'm trying to find that balance. Um, and the guy's point in the thread who who'd sent the the you know negative tweet back yeah 
was almost like he said, I worked in I worked in a tractional church as a pastor for 15 years on staff. And so mm-hmm. it's, it reminds me a lot of, of my story, you know. I, and he was saying, like, it doesn't, doesn't work in, right. his, in his estimation. It doesn't work. He's not saying he's not saying, hey, you guys are bad. And I'm thinking, well, then don't take the pot shot. Yeah, know, yeah. And, and don't expect. And he had to send like 15 tweets in a row in order for all this to go. Which right. proves the point. Yeah. Social media is not going to be the place where this conversation is really that viable. You know, it, 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 it has a difficult time having fruitfulness there. But there's such a truth to like, I'm so excited for Easter because we get to share what is real about the gospel. And I'm, re- I'm trying to like reclaim that word in my own life. In fact, at the funeral last night, um, I told them, and I don't know all these people, most people there probably... Two, you know, two thirds or three quarters. I didn't know who they were, you know, yeah. and, and Andrew and I both, we both shared last night and I was like, you know, I told him, I said, I don't know people, people who go to church every week. I'm not convinced to actually hear the gospel. And what I mean by that is, and I told them last night, I was like, the gospel's not just Jesus was born of a virgin, died on a cross and rose from the dead. Like that's like the grocery list version of the gospel, mm-hmm. but the gospel in its very nature and Sadie and I talked about this at bedtime last night, you know, something she'd heard somewhere, that was true about blessing and cursing or whatever. And she's asking questions. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Say, do you remember what the word gospel means? She said, no, I don't. I said, it means good news. So if you ever hear about Jesus in a way that doesn't sound like good news to you Mm -hmm. because he's not rescuing you or like, it may be true what is being told, but the tone of the gospel is supposed to be good news. And that's what we've lost. And I think that's what the attractional church is trying to bring back. Like, hey, we can have fun. Hey, we can give away PlayStations. Hey, we can have balloons and lights and smoke machines and all that. But at some point in time, I know for me, I was the guy, you and I, we used to, we used to have a name for everything. Remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Our youth group was Shift 122. It was from Romans 12.2. And our leadership team was called Overdrive. And our our big... Arts programs were called, you know, fine arts. But uh, and and then you had our retreats had this name and that name. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But but if if you're a person walking in, it, it, you do you need like a decoder ring. Mm-hmm. What does all this mean, you know? And so we have life groups, you know. And 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 so like we we don't call them that anymore. We we try to call things as much as possible what they are to redeem that word. And and it, there's nothing again. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with it. But it would be easier to say, hey, these are community groups, and, and let's talk about that word and redeem it because we want you to know what we mean. You can be in a community group and not in community yeah. all day long. Right. But what does that mean? Let's talk about that. that. So, yeah. So, but having said that, you guys are doing an egg hunt this time. We're bringing a helicopter in. <laughs> <laughs> we got drones. I don't have a problem with the egg hunt. Yes, we will do an egg hunt. I was thinking today, like, if we had a marquee, and thank God we don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, you know, you hear all those things at Christmas. Like, what would be the Easter one? I thought you could just mix it all in some weird yeah, version. Always... Like, wise men still hunt him today. Wise men still hunt him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where, That's... I don't know where Easter egg hunting really came into. Yeah. I'm sure that many of our listeners probably have some historical, because you, you sort of hinted. There's come theories and, about it being pagan and other things. Come and share Jesus with all your peeps. Mm. What about that one? Is that not a... <laughs> That's good. Oh, you like that? That one's free of charge. Uh, here, I, I told gotta, our staff today, I told our staff yesterday, staff, I was like, look, we need it. We were have so many. I was like, let's do a good job so we're not the ones laying an egg on something. No. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Eggs. Eggs. So I got an idea. Okay. Easter Bunny's there mm-hmm. at your egg hunt. Mm. Y'all have the costume, right? He's there. Two of them. Two? That's, isn't that sacrilege? Two Easter Bunnies? I don't know. It's, How I, do you I get away with that? I gotta go check my Are old they on testament. different sides? 
of the church. We have a male and a female. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going right into fertility. That's going into the back, the, the weird pagan background of. And it gets it gets better, by the way. Okay. I think. Oh, I can't. Oh, this won't be released till after Easter. If if our plan stays the same, we're going to find a way to close the service. Maybe somebody else will close, and it's going to be Andrew and I in the Easter Bunny costumes at the end. We're going to come out. Well, what I was going to say is you do the Easter Bunny, and everybody's like, Easter Bunny. And then he takes off the head, and it's Jesus. I just. It's a I guy. Then you're like, this. I am. The Easter, the Easter Bunny's not real, kids. And kids start to weep. <laughs> Again, come to Jesus. It's such a. Yeah. Yeah, the mixing of it. There's no mix. But you don't think it's disappointing if it's you and Andrew? Which, who's going to be the female? Well, the kids won't be in the sanctuary when we do that. Oh. So the adults will know it's us, and then we'll go out during the Easter egg hunt. But you don't think the kids really think Easter Bunny's real anyway? I don't know. Did your I don't kid- think... Ki- no, no. My kids never believed in When did that. your kids stop believing in the Tooth Fairy? My kid never did. Really? I, I don't... You know what? We just... Listen, I don't have something... We just never really, I don't know, I just I just felt like my, I don't know. You're cheap. Santa Claus, sounds, sounds like to Easter me. Bunny. We just kind of like, this is all for fun. But bottom line is, I'm buying you these gifts, and I don't want some but old But did you dude. give her money for the teeth? Yeah. See, that sends, that's what, the, my problem's not with the Tooth Fairy. It's with the message that facial disfigurement equals cash. <laughs> because what happens then is, they see a bum, like, you know, 12 years later, and they're like, no teeth in his head. They're like, that guy must be loaded. It sends a weird <laughs> message. Kids start pulling their own teeth. You mean to, well, I think you understand. Uh, pulling teeth, there's a reason that we call it pulling teeth. Man, getting to that conversation was like pulling teeth. So yeah. what you're doing is is you're trying to offset the pain so they'll be willing to go through it because you don't want them sitting <sighs> there in the pain forever. You just wrote a sermon. I did. So so no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but that is very funny. These people are loaded. Um, we are going to have the Easter bunny, but it's for fun for the littles, you know, the littles, the preschoolers and the toddlers will have Easter egg and we'll get to watch and let them hunt. So it will be fun. But no helicopter. No, we're not bringing a helicopter. We, we have drones. We could do that, I guess. But I mean, yeah, you'd have to say. But if the, if the other churches in town are doing a helicopter, just let you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm all about attracting. I, I, I really am. I just think us living rightly together is attractive. It's like, uh, it's like the first date. You know, when you're on a first date, it's like a job interview. Yeah. And you're not really being yourself. You're being what you imagine that person wants in a in a future mate. Yeah. And I think that's what churches are doing in some ways. They're like, hey, don't look over there. Look at this. We got helicopters. Right. We used to even talk about that. We had Reggie Dabbs on the show. We talked about the pressure of doing having Reggie come to your schools and then come to a youth rally. Yeah. Because he's like the most incredible speaker. But then the next Wednesday, all these kids that came, now it's just you again. It's John. <laughs> it's just you. And where's you're like, Reggie? Yeah. Where's the big, funny black dude? And you're like, look, he's uh. never coming back. <laughs> he is not walking through that door, kids. I've got Chubby Bunny <laughs> of game, and then we're going to read from the Bible. It took me four <laughs> years to get him here. And That's now, right. no, I remember tell, talking to the youth leaders about that. Like, guys, yeah. uh, what are, we, we got, and, and Reggie would try to help. Yeah. He brought me up. I remember he brought oh, me yeah, up on he the does stage. Do this. I remember and he this. put his arm around me and said, guys, I'm leaving. Yeah. He said, this guy right here and, and these adults and, right. and, and these students here, these are the guys who will love you better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, he really tried to do that. But, and we did have a, a bump, if I remember from that in terms of kids who came around, but it is our job after that. Yeah. Living life with them, you know, week to week, which is a lot less, um, 
it's just it's it's not the same as a one time event. It's just it's just it's just the difference we talk about all the time between running a marathon, training for a marathon, or just running every day for health. You know, yeah. and running every day is just different. You know? I think both are bad. Can I say that <laughs> both are really hard, and I don't want to do it. But I'll hunt eggs with you whenever. Just let well, me know. Wise men still hunt him today. I do. It's oh, beautiful. My goodness. Uh, but yeah, I think the attraction. That's interesting. There's like a backlash now to the attractional movement, right? But what? But I, I want to watch and see what happens because I, I read somewhere that millennials were like craving liturgy. They are, and but I just kept feeling like, well, yeah, but they're going to be bored with this too. They're going to be like, well, this feels really impersonal. All these things we say, the pastor says this, we say it back, and yeah. it feels really uh, stiff. And they're going to crave that the, the weird like. You know, I could just wear my T-shirt and my shorts and come to church, and it's no big deal. Now you're telling me it's all about liturgy and it's all about uh, uh, whatever uh, ritual. Well, I think it doesn't have to, like, I guess casualness doesn't have to be mutually exclusive yeah. from some form of liturgy. Yeah. A liturgy just in general means these these are practices that remind us of other things. We We did, like, last week I ended my talk on uh, the triumphant entry with a Palm Sunday prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. And I yeah. had the people stand and we read it off the screen together and, and that was it. And That's then I, good. And then I closed in a more in a prayer like I would I led them in a prayer then. But we prayed that together. Um, and what I, what we're finding is you're you're moving the the focus because you're right. If if you are a Sunday morning focused Christian, yeah. then it really is all about the program. It's all about, well, then it's easy to fall into attractional gospel. Is the guy entertaining? Yeah. Is, 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 this, is this a good teacher? Right. Did I come away? But it's like a one-stop shop, and now you're going six days on your own. Yeah. And it maybe come back every third Sunday to get, to, to get that. And the kind of church that we're really, is, is, everybody says this. I said this forever. But we're putting our energies here now. Like, we're mm-hmm. putting all of our eggs in oh. one basket. Dude, mm. if you don't say that Sunday, Come on, man. it's not even Easter. <laughs> if you don't say that, guys, we're putting all our eggs in the community basket. We are. And, and, and the deal is community is the vehicle by which we disciple one another. Yeah. The right kind. And so, like, in my community, if I'm never having, if I'm never having this kind of conversation or this kind of encouragement, if I'm not praying for one another, you know, as a daily, if not a weekly something, mm-hmm. if I'm not checking in, if I don't know, if I don't care, you know, you sent me a text last night. Yeah. Cause you knew I was having a long, long day and it was yeah. hard and Hey man, how you holding up? Love you, buddy. Praying for you kind of thing. Right. Like that's a part of discipleship, but it, we're trying to learn to like, that's what we should expect. And, and I shouldn't, in fact, I should expect and, and say, hey, you know, I, I want you guys to pursue me more here. And, and, and I want you to hold me to pursuing you more and, yeah. and making those kinds of things normal so that when we come together on Sunday, yeah. we're not looking for the Super Bowl. Like, the Super Bowl was all week. And, mm-hmm. and like in the life that that is fun and the life that we enjoy is that life. Yeah. And I'm finding millennials, uh, uh, people of our age group, like. Some people are having some some fun right now in their faith because they're they're sharing things together and they don't feel alone. They don't feel isolated. They don't feel shame. We have a group of about 32 going through a year of recovery uh, in our regeneration program. And it's our pilot and we'll launch it. You know, it's going to launch in stages. But 
man, the things that they're talking about, things from, it's not just addictions and substances, you know, it's, it's all kinds of trauma and, and patterns and, and life controlling issues, you know, of yeah. all kinds, uh, whether it be self-reliance and, or whether it be something else. And, you know, they're fulfilled right now. Like there's a fulfillment level. There's a, a, a different thing of, it wasn't just, well, did John or Andrew do a good job Sunday? You know, did I like the songs? It's, and so for me, adding liturgy into it, when we talk about what we prayed in that Palm Sunday prayer, mm-hmm. instead of worrying about whether it's liturgy or not, I think when you're living in that kind of community all week, I'm actually engaging with the content. That's really the yeah, whole goal. Yeah, you're just goal. wondering whether it, 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 it's true, whether it, it, it uh, you know, resounds with you. Right. Yeah. Like, man, look what we just prayed together. You know, like, and, does know. this make us one of those churches? Like, if that's your right. problem, you're always worrying about what other people think. Well, yeah, if you're constantly evaluating yourself, yeah. what is what we talked about before, I can't see the bumper, you know, while I'm driving the car, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I can't be in a constant, you know, in, in, or if I get outside of the car to evaluate, then I'm no longer moving. Right. I think we're doing that in service. Like you see the church hoppers, they're everywhere. And there's a time in life we have to do that. But you can tell, you know, we had somebody three weeks ago, four weeks ago, came to church and immediately told our worship director or told our, you know, uh, our dream team director four or five things was wrong with our worship that day. Cause oh, they're, wow. cause they're a worship person, Yeah, you know, and it's kind of like, it, you know, they may have been right, <laughs> Yeah, but we're like, yeah, that's not really like, we're not saying that people don't contribute to that. And we take correction all the time, but you know, and I said, this is someone this morning, like if, if we're not living in this thing together, you know, I know this sounds awful. Like, I don't really want to hear it. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's, it's not because I can't take correction, but I take correction from a group of people in my life that yeah, I know if you're were in the car with me. They, yeah, exactly. We're going, Andrew's really taught me a lot about that. And we used to just kind of rise and fall on the praise and the criticism of people, you know? Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, there's a very, there's a much smaller group of people now that I accept praise and criticism from. You know, I mean, I can take a compliment from anyone, but it, it always feels hollow. You know that you know, yeah. when, you, when you are out with, with people you don't know. But, man, when you tell me, when Johnny tells me something I did work, mm. then it means something to me. Or when Johnny says, hey, you should change this, right. then, I, then I listen to that. You know? This is weird because I was going to tell you that text message that I sent you that said, I know you had a long week. Sorry. That was, I've sent, that was the wrong thread. <laughs> I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was supposed to go to my real friends. <laughs> New phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think I think we should be attractional. I think you don't have to. Dis- I think, look, what does liturgy really mean? It doesn't mean necessarily. Yeah. It, it, we sing a lot of modern songs here. But we're doing a song here that maybe some of the listeners are singing. Uh, and it's so funny. You used to have a bit about this. You used to have a bit about question songs. Oh, right. Question you know, songs. How can I keep from singing your praise? And we recorded a, a little track. Yeah. We can. You know, yeah. yeah, I need to go back to that. I need to find that old track because I just do it now in the bit live. But yeah, it was funnier with the big choir. What was but the then other you have one? to depend on somebody to hit a thing? You're like, how great is our God? How great is our God? It's, and you're like, we're waiting. It's pretty, yeah. pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. So we're there is a song now, a modern song. I think uh, Andrew Peterson helped, mm-hmm. he co-wrote it, and like Tomlin has a version out. Shane and Shane have a version out, uh, and then the Gettys I think have a version out. Uh, and it's like the first kind of like foray into 
liturgy for churches like ours that yeah. people are, are used to in a song format. So it's like call and response or something? It is. Okay. I heard it in Dallas back in like November. And the first time I heard it, of course, Shane and Shane are singing it. That doesn't, that doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I don't know. It was even weird for me. And I'm kind of becoming a guy who, I mean, I'm, I'm introducing liturgy for my church. Yeah. But I was more open-minded to it. But uh, it asks all these questions. Do you feel the world is broken? And then the congregation sings, uh, we do. Uh, do you feel that the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the light can't stop the dark from breaking through? We do. And do you wish that, do you long, uh, do you wish you could see it all made new? We do. And so all the verses are that. So I'm singing, I'm singing the lead and Talisa's leading. And everybody's singing both parts. Like you, it's yeah. not like you be silent while the lead sings. But it's we sings. do every time. It well, change. on that one, no, there's an it is. Uh, is there a, we got the spirit? Yes, we do. We got the spirit. How about you? And then you I can't believe you by. haven't, I thought maybe you were here for one of these. <laughs> no, I've never heard this. This is cool though. But it, and it goes from revelation it go, and it gets into the course is amazing. Is, is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The lion of Judah who conquered the grave. He's the root of, uh, David's root, the lamb who died and ransomed the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing, glory, honor, and father? Is he worthy of this? He is. And we all answer, he is. And he gets to a big, like, crescendo in the yeah. bridge. He is. He, I mean, it's powerful. Like, right. the first time, I was kind of skeptical, but there was something about us answering the question. I thought yeah. of your bit a hundred times, like, something so great about it. Like, yeah. just proclaiming. Well, that's, an- you're answering the question, though. That's the problem I have is with question songs that don't answer Correct. The but we've now, someone took your bit, and they made a serious song. And, oh, man. And, you know. You need to go listen to it. It's good. It's I listen. will. I'll check it out. Shane and Shane's version, they do a Shane and Shane thing in the bridge that normal people don't right, do or you can't, can't do. Like, they go. Did you see the Babylon Bee article about uh, so somebody introduced a throat capo to hit the higher notes? And there's like this big guy with a big capo on his throat. <laughs> oh, no, and he's screaming out. It's so funny. <laughs> you know, I used to teach uh, the guitar lessons here that you gave me the idea to do. And then yeah. I did all the work, you know, kind of like our friendship. If you don't know what a capo is, a capo is the thing. If you ever see an acoustic guitar player and he's sliding this little plastic thing up and down the neck of the guitar. It's so you can play standard chords in a higher key without having to play bar chords, which are more complicated to play. So it's just kind of a little cheat thing that people use. It's called a capo. And so when I started, when John and I started working, we were in a band together, and I said, you know that capo is Spanish for extra finger. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't believe it every time. So, yeah, I said capo is Spanish for extra finger. And you didn't believe it, though. You took Spanish. Right. No, I never believed it. But you told kids that. Yeah, so I would tell them, you know, I didn't believe it for a while. I think I believed it because my guitar teacher told me that. And he didn't, he was like a real deadpan guy. And I I think I told three or four people. And then finally, someone was like, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of an idiot. Yeah. Uh, But remember, we used to want to have a job. They wore like a a guy backstage who was the capo boy. Right. Like the tennis ball retrieval guys at like the Wimbledon or something where they run out, the ball hits the net and they run out and they grab it. Well, we'd have capo boys. Yeah. So we do a key change. We go, key change. And the capo boy would run out and slap the capo down at whatever key we wanted. Oh, and uh, we never pulled it off. Maybe I'll do it on the next DVD. The capo, the capo, like, as a worship leader, I still only know, like, six chords. And the capo lets me play any key I want. It does. It really it's is amazing. It's miraculous. Yeah. I, I, it let me stop learning. And I think, isn't that really the goal? That's what you want. You know what I'm saying? You want to get to a point just of proficiency. Arrested development. No further. It's like, just stay right here. <laughs> Mediocrity is my spiritual gift. Beautiful. So it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you got travel coming up? Yeah. 
I am going to do a, one of the homeschool events event again mm. in Cincinnati. Oh, that's big nice. one. So you're going to get some chili again? We drove through Cincinnati last Skyline this year. Skyline chili. Last year. So. Do you like Skyline, though? Were you, I did. We had it. It was good. It's keto-friendly. There's no beans. Right. So it's yeah. keto-friendly. It may have sugar in it. No. I've, I've read it. I've read up on it. Okay. If it does, it's a very small amount. Yeah. But it's very good, and you can have it if you're on the keto diet, which I liked uh, at that time. Which I'm starting the keto diet again, John. Dude, come on. I'm going over six months, bro. <sighs> you and Laura look great, too. Well, thank you. Man. It's, uh... Again, like I said, I told the church this Sunday, I, but being married to Laura, like I live in a keto restaurant. That's what I'm saying is I don't have that necessarily. Well, I don't either. I was no way I could stick with this. She sent me a picture today of some deconstructed, um, it was an egg, oh, hold on, sushi roll salad. Right. What was it? It it's was just a the de- inside deconstructed of Thai summer roll. Yeah, it's just the inside of an egg roll. And she made her own keto sweet chili sauce and basil oil. Like, you know what? I'm You lost me, but I'd eat the heck out of that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's the go. point. Like, So I just, I, I don't know. It's, I think I'm just going to come to your house. Dude, do it. Come That's on. the only way I can stay on keto. Yeah, it's got to happen. There's only one way. So, <sighs> you could do it, bro. I'm going to try. Listen, I actually think keto, I have found, I, I, this is the only, and I'm not saying I'm on a diet. I just kind of eat this way right now. Oh like I'm, I'm not. This is, you're making it church. I'm really now, not. Like, like, it's a lifestyle. No, it's not saying that. Like I I'm live not, in the community of other people who don't eat carbs. I'm truly not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I can eat eggs though in a basket. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't really like sit around thinking. Like I just go and order what I, I like it. Like I eat yeah. loaded broccoli. You know, we eat that with me all the time. You see me order that all the time. That's the thing. You, that's how you can tell if there's keto people at your egg hunt is when they're you drop the egg from the helicopter and they just grab it and immediately eat it. <laughs> it's just raw. <laughs> they're like this is good for me to have. So I like I like it. Like I, I got I just think I think that we need to mm-hmm. in community. Yeah. Like. We'll give you a list of 28 things you can eat on the road Yes, that are keto. You know? Do that. Everywhere you go. Send so me all your cheats and your life If you guys go to Buffalo Wild Wings, have all the wings you want. Yeah, hot just, wings. Just make sure they're buffalo yeah. and not the sweet stuff, you know, You can have the, the, barbecue. Ch- the dry rub chipotle. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah, you can have those. If you go to a restaurant where there's burgers, just get you the big burger with all the cheese and all the stuff you no can. Bun. Just leave the bun off. Order you the steamed broccoli and put all the stuff on it you'd put on a baked you, potato. You I'm have, telling you, it's so good. I can't eat broccoli. Butter, sour cream, cheese, it's and vile, bacon. Broccoli's a vile weed. No, not, sti- not with all that stuff. You barely it's taste so the broccoli. strong, the smell of broccoli. Are you eating it raw? I just don't like You're like Kevin on, on The Office when he eats that broccoli stalk backwards. Like, I don't think you're doing it right. Yeah, but... You're killing him, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. But, I'll, I'll, but I'm going to do it, John. I'm going to stay with this this time. I've got this. We're going to... Because I have like a ten, I like, like 10 days off. Yeah. So I'm trying to like... I'm going to lose like 10 pounds in 10 days. Dude, soda stream. It. You need to get a soda stream. You don't like, though, the carbonated water. Yeah, that's... Well, yeah, but I would flavor it up for me. Well, I used hint to, of, give a hint of. You could give hint. Shout fruit flavors from the next room. That's what the <laughs> Lacroix water is. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I know we're almost out, but you and I were talking about. We were talking the other day about th- things you say when you're singing a song. Yeah. I mean, have you ever forgot lyrics before? Oh yeah. All the time. Yes. So you and I, are, I remember this. We were playing a Chi Alpha Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Because I'm talking about how forgetful, Circa 1999. how forgetful I am right now. Yeah. And I'm the kind of guy, I guess, that I'm, I'm more likely, instead of just being silent, to just say whatever is in my mind. Yeah, that would be bad. So I had this song that I'm not real proud of. 
Well, it's a good song. Uh, it had its, it had its, it, the, the, the course wasn't bad. It was called Search No More. Yes. You don't have to search no more, which is, I, th- I think, a double negative. It should be, or not double negative. You were a scholarship cr- student when you wrote this Well, song. I know, but you can't say, you don't have to search anymore. Like, it was very, That's you know. too. So, uh, uh, but we, <laughs> I forget what the real line's supposed to be. It was, uh, I remember this happening, because this line was, so I put my feet on the floor that day, tired of running this race. Quietly, he spoke to me. He said, son, it's through my grace. Oh, man. Race and grace do rhyme. Boom. That's, I was a, Chris, young, that's a Christian music trope, if ever so there was, was, I was, a, I was Run a, the race, son, it's through my grace. grace. And, and what you said was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I put my feet on the floor that day, tired of running this race. <laughs> what did you say, John? I said... <laughs> I said... <laughs> I don't know why. I'm still embarrassed. I mean, I'm red just saying it now. <laughs> it was 20 years ago. I said, don't be afraid, my baby boy. <laughs> I don't know and why then, I son, said, it's through my grace. I don't know why I said, be afraid, my baby boy. And I think we looked over like, did that happen? Like I'm trying to harmonize with it. Like, but don't no, that's... be afraid, my baby boy. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was bad. Uh, Johnny, that was a bad. I remember one note. You had this one song called "Too Far to Believe." One time you cracked. You hit a. <laughs> you cracked on a note, <laughs> and then you had your arms out, you know, and you're kind of walking around, and you backed over like a. There was a bottle of water on the stage. <laughs> open. Fell over. Yeah. <laughs> you tripped over the bottle of water. Oh, it was a bad man. note. It was a too too believe, <laughs> and stepped over the bottle of water. Water comes splashing up. I was like, man, I wonder why we haven't been signed yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't forget the great Scarlet Thread meltdown. Oh, my god! The moment you couldn't hear that note with our big, uh, oh, that was awful. Yeah. And then I went to jump off the top stage, yeah. and my guitar cord hung on the keyboard stand and almost pulled the whole thing off. That would have been bad. We didn't get signed that day either. No. Well, I'm crying, though. This is made me cry. Don't be afraid, oh, my, my baby boy. Don't, guys, and that's our message to you today. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Wherever you are. My baby boy. Be it beneath a helicopter waiting for God to drop something for you. He's going to do it. Just <laughs> come to your, Jesus. Extend it's your hands. Meeting. Yeah. Stretch oh, your hands towards the helicopter. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Those are fun. Those are, that's funny. Wow. That's funny. That's the, for you Enneagrammers, that's the counterphobic six in me. When in doubt. Don't fail. Just try just, to conquer. Just try to conquer. Yeah. But that's when keep it talking. fails. I should have just shut up. I don't know, though. There's something to it. Like, if you keep talking. Like, the crowd didn't know. That wasn't the line. They just went, that's a weird song. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are not very good. That's a weird direction he went there with that baby boy stuff. Oh, my God. Jesus is, I never heard God call me his baby boy in my no, heart. No. I mean, maybe he sees you that way, but. Sure he does. But I don't know where it came from. No. Well, well, hey guys, you know, we're here, <laughs> we're here coming up with quality content mm, for you uh, on the Talk About That podcast. And uh, we're hearing great things from you. We'd love for you to always share. Please send us questions via Twitter, uh, John underscore driver or Johnny underscore W. And uh, yeah, we'd love to, to get those on the show. Thanks for listening. Leave a review. Mm. And uh, that helps us get seen by more people. We're getting more downloads than ever before. And it's because of you guys. Yeah, we really are. Really are. Um, it looks as if we'll set another record in April. So Damn. that's that's, uh, you know what I want to. I'm, I'm really grateful to God for that. I mean, I'm, I'm I do. It's pretty cool. We did not yeah. start out this way. Somebody was telling me yesterday. They said uh, a friend of mine just opened a coffee shop in uh, Conway, Arkansas, and I was saying, man, it's so cool about your coffee shop. It's called Revival Coffee, 
and he was he's a worship leader on the road too, travels and does, but he wants to do this too. It's like his dream to have a coffee shop. He's a real coffee nerd. Yeah. So he opens his own coffee shop, this huge soft opening and everything was great. And so I was like, how's it going? He's like, man, when you come through, please let me know. He goes, I got a friend here that's huge into the podcast. Wow. He's always talking about your comedy in the podcast. And I was like, which ones does he talk more about? I wanted to know. You know. <laughs> but no, it's pretty cool. And I've, I don't know that person, but it's like somewhere in Conway, Arkansas, we got a fan out there. Wow. That's awesome. Who knew? Yeah. No, it's very cool. It's very cool. And, um, and we're grateful to you and, and excited to keep doing it. So anyway, we thank you guys for listening as always. We'll see you next time on My Baby Boy. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.